like um, Reverend Doc said, we've been friends for a long time, and we are still friends. So when I come, I mean, I know I've come to my home. Amen. Hallelujah. And I mean, I thank the Lord for the great things that he is doing amongst you here. It's just amazing. I want you to just put your hands together for the Lord, for what he is doing in Rehoboth Chapel. Amen. It's just amazing. And I want to thank Reverend Doc and his wife and all the leaders for this invitation. Um, I cherish it. It's a privilege to just minister the word of God. Amen. Amen. And this morning, I trust that you are ready for his word. Oh, ask somebody, are you ready? Ask them, are you sure you are ready? Are you sure you are ready for takeoff? (laughs) Put on your (laughs) seatbelts. Amen. This morning, we are talking about all grace. All grace. Somebody say all grace. All grace. I want us to begin from 1 Peter chapter 4, the verse 10, and then we'll just zoom in. Amen. Oh, I, don't, I want you to be alive this morning, okay? All right. So in 1 Peter 4, 10, the Bible said that, and as every man received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Somebody say, manifold grace of God. Manifold grace of God. So, if you look at the word manifold, it means that many and varied. Say it with me. Many and varied. So, why is saying that grace, we know grace as grace. But there are many components to grace. Many and varied components to grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We may be acquainted with some aspects of grace. But we may not be also acquainted with some other aspects of grace. But look at the scripture in 2 Corinthians 9.8. Very powerful scripture. Very powerful scripture. The Bible says, and God is able... To make all grace. Somebody say all grace. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things. You abound in every good work. Hallelujah. So the, the outcome God is looking for from your life. Is that you abound in every good work. Hallelujah. You see, there are Christians that sometimes you can see and say, hey, this man, this man, he's so just, you say, can't pray. He's a prayer papa. But then, when it comes to academics, oh, it's potter. Or a prayer papa. But to a bone. Mercy. Say mercy. Ah! <laughs> Somebody can be can be deep in the way. He can reveal revelations unto you. But then, but then, in his closet, Charlie, the things he's watching on the screen. Mercy. So there, there are people who have found grace in certain areas of their lives. 
But then in other aspects, they are lacking. But this morning, you see that God is able to make all grace abound to you. The aim is that you are bound in every good work. But then it's like an equation. The outcome is the every good work. But then there's an intermediary. And then there's a precursor. Hallelujah. So the intermediary is that you have all sufficiency in all things. When you have all sufficiency in all things, you are bound in every good work. But the precursor to having all sufficiency in all things is that you are bound in all grace. Hallelujah. I didn't hear your amen. That you are bound in all grace, not in some graces. Hallelujah. And this morning I trust that as we go along, the Lord will grant you mercy and grace so that you are bound in all grace. Amen. Look at 1 Peter 5.10. 1 Peter 5.10. But the God of what? Is it on the screen? But the God of what? The God of what? All grace. He's not a God of some grace. He's the God of all grace. Hallelujah. It is not permitted for you not to abound in every good work. Amen. Amen. Grace has been so made available that you cannot you cannot not take advantage of what has been made available unto you. Hallelujah. And you cannot settle in comfort in one area whilst other areas of your life suffer. It is not allowed for the believer. Hallelujah. The people of old, they, they, they yearned to see our days. They yearned to see the days where grace will be made available that you can accomplish all things unto God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, there are varied graces. But if you look at our scripture from um, 2 Corinthians 9.8, very important. He said that God is able to make all grace. And he said, abound. So, first of all, the, he can make all the different types of grace available to you. But then, even in measure, he can make you abound. Hallelujah. You understand? that you, you are not having the ones that is, is just okay for you. No. But it's just in abundance to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody, are you here? Yeah. So there are graces for different things. For different things. And we just run some through some of them. We cannot exhaust all. There's grace for virtually everything. Yeah. Hallelujah. But one of the first ways we even come into contact with grace is the grace that brings us to Christ. The, break, the grace that saves us. Hallelujah. And that is the grace that a lot of people know. They know that, oh, grace is, is for me to become a believer. It's, grace is just to save me. It's, it's one of the graces. It's important because it's what, it is what gives you the start in the first place. You know, when Jesus was revealed, the Bible said that he was full of grace and truth. And he said, of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace. Hallelujah. And I like it when Mammy was teaching about this 
in the main church. He's, and she explained it, that the grace for grace means that there is a grace that we receive first of all, but it opens the door for many other graces. So the grace of salvation is the basic one, but it opens the door so that you can receive many other graces in your life. Hallelujah. So you don't have to settle and say that I've been saved. Oh, praise the Lord. Uh, Jesus, I was a sinner. I was this. And now God has given me the opportunity to become a Christian. It's good. But there is more. Tell somebody there is more. There is more. Hallelujah. So it is very important. The grace that saves us. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. The Bible talks about the fact that it is by grace that we have been saved. Through faith. Okay. And it is not of works. It's just grace through faith. So that anybody cannot boast. If it is of works, you know how people like to boast. You know how people like to list titles. Eh? If it was if it was by works, and people can boast about it. Their name crowd right. Uh, Apostle this saved saved by what? Saved by fasting. Because that is what he thinks he did, and he got the salvation. His works saved by many fastings. <laughs> eh? Prophet something saved by major revelations. <laughs> but we have been saved by grace, so nobody can boast. It's, it's not by your prophecies, it's not by your, your, your prayers, it's not by your fasting. It is just what God did for us. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! We were held captive. Just imagine somebody goes to a top bar and he just goes and then he takes that big uh, earthenware pot. Mommy, Mommy Fufuno, uh, uh, 10 cities. The 10 cities could be small, 20 cities, 30 cities. Then he looks at the meat. Mommy, ha, sir, we no kakraka no fatumeso. Aha. Then, I mean, he, he does plenty combinations. Assorted, assorted. <laughs> then he sits down and he chops the thing. When he finishes, he bells on top. Then he asks, "Bring me a, um, a, a, a how do you call it? The what toothpick?" Then he sits there, crosses his leg, removes the thing, and then when it comes to payment. <laughs> He, he checked the pocket one. Check the other pocket one. <laughs> Looks like today he didn't bring money. Hi. Mercy. Somebody say mercy. Ha, ha. What do you think is going to happen to him? He's <laughs> going to wash the shoes. <laughs> you see, the, the owner of the choba has every right to do whatever they like to you. You see, you might be in time. She will come and hold your neck. You understand? And at that point in time, you can't say anything. Some girl be who washes dishes there can come and give you some flap. You can't say anything because you are in debt. You understand? That is what I mean. That is the scenario that we were in when we were not born again. We were in debt. So some small demon be can come and just give you some kick. You can't say anything because you are indebted. But imagine that that person, whilst he's being held, 
Then somebody comes on the scene. Somebody comes on the scene. Oh, say somebody. Somebody comes on the scene. And say, mommy, how much is he owing? A uh, uh, hundred Ghana cities. Take five thousand. <laughs> Take five thousand. You see, when, when they release the guy, what do you think you will do to that guy who, who was watching and he came to work in? <laughs> so you, <laughs> you understand? You see, that is the liberty that we have in Christ. What the in, indebtedness that we were in to the devil. He paid much more. Yeah. He, he didn't just pay the he paid much more. Much more. To the uttermost. He's able to save to the uttermost. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So it's your turn. It's your turn yeah. to look back at that person who was holding you and say, who are you? <laughs> who are you? You see, but you see, it, it is so it can be so appalling that after they have paid that debt for you. And the person is still hanging around and being kicked about by mates and servants of the fufu seller and still washing dishes after they have paid your debt. How? 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 But you see, that is the situation for a, a number of believers. Even though we have been saved, but we have not been able to experience complete liberty. Because grace also, in addition to saving us, also gives us victory over sin. Hallelujah. It gives us what? Victory over sin. Praise the Lord. So if you have been liberated, it is not permitted for you to be still under bondage. Ah, after they have come to pay 5000 for you, and you are still there being kicked about washing dishes. What a shock. What a shock. But sadly, that is the situation. A lot of believers are still having struggles in, in many areas. And me for myself, when I was born again, you know, when I was young, I think around SS. Somebody exposed me to some things that were very filthy. Very, very filthy. I mean, some things on screen. I hope you understand. How many understand? Hey, some people don't understand. <laughs> Charlie, that thing worried me for years. For years, it worried me. I mean, I was a believer, but Charlie has struggles in that area. I mean, it can hook you for a long time. But then I remember after daddy came here, we came into student fellowship and all that. I mean, through teachings and all that. I just don't remember when, I mean, that thing just broke away. I just don't remember. I just don't remember. But there is grace for victory over sin. Hallelujah. You don't have to accept that. Oh, as for this thing. My, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do anything about it. Why, yeah, in fact, actually, me too, me, yeah, yeah. But you see, that's the difference. There's a point when you come, is it's one away. 
One, you are trying to get out of the thing, but grace is available. If only you allow yourself to rely upon the grace of God. Hallelujah. The Bible said that sin will not have dominion over you. For you are not under law. You are under grace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lord. Titus 2, 11 and 12. The Bible said that for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And then that same grace also teaches us that denying ungodliness and what? Worldly lusts. Hallelujah. So in addition to saving us, it is teaching us to overcome sin and worldly lusts. Hallelujah. If you are if you are struggling in certain areas of your life, maybe nobody sees. When you go in your own closet, maybe you are watching things, you are having challenges in certain areas. I came to announce to you, I found grace that set me free. Grace is available to set you free also. Amen. I want you to count on the grace of God. Ask God for grace in that area. The Bible said that God is able to make all grace abound unto you. Hallelujah. Can you assess grace that will help you to overcome sin? Amen. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I will not be in bondage unto sin. For grace has been made available unto me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there is grace that saves us. There is grace that helps us to overcome sin. There is grace that enables us also to serve in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is grace for service. Have you seen people who, you look at their lives and the way they are serving, you wonder, are we all in the same school? Are we all reading the same courses? It's like 90% of their time is for the things of God. They are just doing things for God. And yet, they are excelling. And yet they are excellent. And sometimes you are not doing so much for God. Okra, you don't find your feet. <laughs> the thing is fucking you. Ha. But it's a grace. It's a grace. When you see people going up and down, it's a grace. Hallelujah. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, the verse 9 and 10, he says that. He is the least of the apostles. And it's not me to be called an apostle actually. Because he persecuted the church of God. But then in verse 10 he said, but by grace. But by the grace of God. Somebody say the grace of God. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he said, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. So it means that there are people sitting on grace. And the grace is in vain. God has made it available unto you for service. But you are are not using it. 
may that not be your case. Amen. He said, but his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundant. You see, when we think of grace, we don't think of labor. You understand? You think of grace, they say, I didn't what I don't deserve. But you see, grace is also empowerment. It empowers so that you can serve. He said, it, he labored more abundantly than them all. He was least. He labored more abundantly than them, them all. But then still, he says that, yet, not I, but the grace of God. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for Paul. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. He recognizes his source. And even though he labored more abundantly, he's not taking credit for himself. He knows that the source is the grace. Hallelujah. But grace enables us to serve. So don't sit down and say, as for me, dear, I can't do anything in the house of the Lord, Debbie. You are making the grace of God be in vain. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody there's something you can do. Grace will enable you. Look at Hebrews 12, 28. The Bible says that wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have by let us have grace whereby we may do what? Oh, I didn't hear you. Whereby we may acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So there is grace to serve God with reverence and godly fear. Hallelujah. Somebody, are you serving the Lord? Are you serving the Lord? Sometimes it looks like as if our generation is losing the fear and reverence for God. Because if you look at the things that are happening, you want hey, do people really fear God? Do people really reverence him? But there is grace available to serve God with fear and reverence. Hallelujah. It is just for us to tap into it. Amen. Amen. Uh, so there, there are many graces. Even when it comes to the area of giving, there is grace. Amen. Even in the area of giving, there is grace. Because sometimes you look at the way people give. It's just amazing. This is unqualified anything. Uh, quickly, the person, and it's not because the person has some billions and millions stacked up somewhere. It's a grace. It's a grace. Hallelujah. It's a grace. You know, sometimes you 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 do some giving, and it's so sacred. You just I didn't call one casa. The giving goes you. <laughs> giving a call and casa. Hey, you maybe you have not given like that before. <laughs> hey. It's like you give and you don't know what is next because it's like everything is gone. Everything is gone because you, you, you just don't know. I mean, how it will be. There are some givings when they call and you get up. It's not because the money is there. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember, I mean, just recently when Prophet Oklu was asking for us to sow into daddy's life. 
Charlie, I stood up. But in actual fact, <laughs> if I did calculations, and I thank God that my, my wife was not around that day, <laughs> actually, I struggled to tell her because at that time, looking at one or two things and what I pledged, <laughs> but it took me a while to even inform her. But thank God for godly wives. <laughs> Thank God for godly wives. I mean, she rather encouraged me. Oh, it is well, God will make a way. And indeed, actually, I, I, you don't know. <laughs> but some way, somehow, some way, somehow, God just made a way. And we have the funds for it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, and it's just one, one of the few examples there are many times the Lord will just speak to you and it's like, Charlie, God, wait dear. Is it you or is it? <laughs> but you, you know, you know the Lord talks, you know it is the Lord. <laughs> but there is grace for giving. And I want you to really, really ask the Lord for that grace because it is tied to your prosperity. Hallelujah. If you cultivate the habit of giving, very soon, it's just a matter of time, very soon, the Lord will prosper you in a very major way. Hallelujah. And I'm talking from experience. Hallelujah. So if you are not in the habit of giving, I want to challenge you this morning. There is grace for giving. And I'm going to share a scripture with you. First Corinthians chapter 8. Let's just read from the verse 1 to 6. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Second Corinthians 8. He said, we do you with of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. So he's recognizing that first of all, a, there was a grace that was bestowed upon them. For what? Verse 2. He says, how that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They were in deep poverty. Yeah, well, it just said poverty. You added deep to it. <laughs> poverty is worse enough. <laughs> deep poverty. But look at verse 3. For to their power, I bear you I bear record here. Yeah. And beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive their gift. <laughs> People in deep poverty, oh and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. So even in, in their state, verse 1, the Bible says that there was a certain grace upon them that even when they lack, they still want to give and minister to the saints. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, and this they did, verse 5, not as we hoped, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and also 
unto us by the will of God. And it was said in so much that we desire Titus that as he, as he had begun, so he would also finish in you in the same grace also. Hallelujah. They recognize that there's a certain grace upon this church. It must also be upon Titus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, when you are not giving, it's not because you don't have. These people were in deep poverty. Yeah. 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 What, what, people in deep poverty, what do they have? <laughs> but it's because you are lacking grace. He's letting us understand that even when you think you don't have, there can be a certain grace released upon you that even when you think you don't have, you can still give. Hallelujah. I pray that that grace that was on the churches of Macedonia will come upon us that will be known as giving people in the name of the Lord Jesus and that our giving will open doors of opportunity for prosperity to come onto our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So one of the graces that you should not lack in is the grace to give. Hallelujah. May all grace abound to you. May all grace abound to you. May all grace abound to you. Amen. You see, even preaching takes grace. Preaching takes grace. Me that I'm standing here like this, uh, you don't know. <laughs> Charlie, I used to be afraid of crowd. Seriously. I remember when I was in class four. Because, I mean, you were intelligent everywhere. You, I was moved from Brekum to Sunyane to stay with my uncle to go to a better school. When I went, I think first term or second, then from there first. So because of that, everything they want to appoint you. They didn't know. They went to take me to act play, play, me, play, oh, drama. Okay. So we did all the uh, rehearsals and everything. On the day of the play, I was there. <laughs> when it was about five minutes to the play, I ran away. <laughs> they couldn't find me. <laughs> they have to change the script there and there. Ha! Huh? Oh, you don't know. <laughs> Mercy, Charlie. I fear crowd. Standing before people. Hey, Charlie. But somebody say but. Somebody say but. But by the grace of God. Hey, Charlie, I would have been trembling on. You know, Paul says something. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from the verse 1, he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or, or, or of wisdom, or declaring unto you the testimony of God. He said, I was with you in weakness. You can't fathom that Paul, 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 Paul was in weakness. And he said, And in fear, <laughs> and in much trembling. Hey! And he said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. So between those two verses, 
trembling and the demonstration of power, there is an ingredient that came upon his life that the man who is in fear and trembling, but when he mounts the stage and he comes in front, something comes upon him that his ministration becomes full of power and of the spirit. That thing is called grace. Tell somebody grace. Grace. I don't know about, maybe you, you, you maybe you, I don't think anybody could have been worse than me. Run away party. I don't know. But maybe you two, you are like that. You, th- you think that, hey, me, pa. Some of you are preachers sitting here. Some of you are preachers, teachers, evangelists, prophets, pastors sitting here, but you are saying that, hey, me, pa, me, pa, share. Just allow yourself for grace to come upon you. And you'll see. Yes. Hallelujah. Great. You know, I mean, grace sometimes is also synonymous with the Holy Spirit and his anointing. You remember Saul, when he was anointed, the Bible said that there was something came upon him and he began to prophesy. And they began to, ah, is Saul also among the prophets? Is Saul also among the prophets? Naturally, he is not, but something has come upon him. Something has come upon him. That has transformed him. Hallelujah. I don't know what that, what you think you cannot do. But like somebody said, that which God cannot do does not exist. You don't know what God can do with your life if you allow grace to rest upon you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you are pastors over churches. Some of you are preachers and teachers. (laughs) Some of you are prophets. That one, the amen is is loud, pal. (laughs) Some of you are pastors. You see, your, 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 your pastor, if you want to know who a pastor is, pastor complete complete the heart of a pastor hey somebody who is in love with the sheep I mean he has natural care and love for the sheep I pray that your pastor's anointing will fall on some of you amen hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah you see there's grace to even excel and do well. Yeah. Grace to excel. Oh. You see, some of the things we've gone through on this campus before we left, eh? I'm sure we've said it over and over again. But there are many times that in exams time, we were gallivanting around, moving from hostel. And those times, the hostels were so far apart. I mean, Gaza side, and then we have uh, uh, Diaz side, and you have Bomso. And Charlie, we used to walk, walk. Oh, <laughs> when you go to some of your mates, they'll be wondering, ah, Are we writing the same exams? And you have come to encourage me. <laughs> Mercy. But by the grace of God, there was a certain grace upon us. That helped us to excel. Amen. Amen. 
Auntie Dell always says it. Hey, as for me, I don't compare yourself to the two of you. You have a certain grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe that there is grace for all of us to excel. Amen. Amen. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 3.10, he said, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, master builder, not just a builder, the grace of God made him a master builder. I don't know which area you are in, but you can be a master in that area. You can be a master mathematician by the grace of God. You can be a master doctor by the grace of God. A master pharmacist by the grace of God. A master social scientist by the grace of God. Hallelujah. A master scientist. A master. F- what are the courses? Cry again. Law, a a master lawyer, master political scientist. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, you can also be a master and excel in your area. Paul said he was not just a builder, but he was a master builder by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody you can be a master. When they are looking for a mathematician on campus, they will look for you. When they are looking for the best medical student, they will look for you. When they are looking for the best pharmacist, may they locate you. You are a master builder. You are a master scientist. Hallelujah. You see, grace can also give us unfair advantage. Unfair. Our advantage is unfair. Hallelujah. You have an unfair advantage because of grace. Amen. And Charlie, God has given me unfair advantage. God has given me unfair advantage. Plenty. Plenty. Because at my workplace, there was a vacancy. They were looking for somebody to be a deputy director for research and development in the whole Confanochi. The whole Confanochi. <laughs> and you know Confanochi, that's where all the big consultants and everybody is. Isn't it? All the big people, some of the people who taught us. So, for God to select you and place you in that position is an unfair advantage. Because I don't have all the qualifications they have. I don't have all the experience they have. But some way, somehow, grace located me and gave me an unfair advantage. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. May the Lord locate you with an unfair advantage. Hallelujah. May the Lord place you where you don't deserve. Stop praying that God give me what I deserve. We have been praying God. I pray what I deserve. Stop praying those prayers. You know, when, when daddy shared with us a scripture from Psalm 103 verse is it from 102 verse 13? That the time to favor you have come. He said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor him has come. He said, As a God, I'll stop praying for what I deserve. Give me that which I don't deserve. Hallelujah. May the Lord locate you with that which you don't deserve. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
May you win some scholarships you don't deserve. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you be appointed to positions you don't deserve. May appointments you don't deserve come to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, we, we, have, been, we have been looking for things we did. We think, oh God, let me go to a mountain and just pray for 30 days. And then you open a certain door for me. It, it, it's a level. But I've, I've stopped praying those ones. Just give me what I don't deserve. What I don't deserve. But he's able to make that grace abound to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was looking at a parable that Jesus gave. When you read Matthew chapter 20, the verse 1 to 16, but we'll not read everything. He said that there was a master. He called people to come and work in his field. So he called the first group. And the Bible said that they agreed. They agreed on a certain term. They agreed. Don't go into agreement with God. Your mind is so small. You want to say, God, what he has for you is much more. But these people agreed that they will be paid a certain amount. So they were working. So somewhere in the afternoon, the guy went and brought in other laborers. This one, they did not agree. He said, I will give you such as I mean, I've forgotten the exact A, but he said, I'll give you, let me look up for, yeah, whatever is right, uh-huh, yes, yes, good, whatsoever is right, so this one, it was not agreement, I will give you whatsoever is right, then, about an hour to the close of the day, he brought in another group, and he said, I'll give you whatsoever is right, so when the payment came, he started from the last group. He gave them each a certain amount. Good. But they, they didn't agree on anything. So, I mean, they can't complain. Or they, 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 they're happy because they only work for only one hour. One hour. Then the second, the ones who came in the afternoon also came. Then he gave them. Now, the people who agreed... They said, oh, these people were for one hour. They had a, a hundred cities. Oh, Charlie. And then I had <laughs> Yeah, we're working for the whole day, you know. We are going to get like 500 cities or something. When they came, he gave them according to what they agreed. Hundred cities, hundred cities. And the people were complaining. Ah, these people just came. You gave them hundred cities. And we that have worked the whole day. Say, hey. This is what we agreed. <laughs> Tell somebody, this is what we agreed. You have only got what we... I, I, the money is for me. Don't I have the right to do whatever I want with it? Charlie, stop looking for what you deserve with God, though. Stop looking for what you deserve with God. God is able to give you that which you don't deserve. The people who work for one hour, did they deserve the same payment? Did they deserve the same payment as the people who have worked the whole day? But the master is graceful enough to give people what they don't deserve. And from today, I want you to operate with God. Say, Father, just open the, the door for him. Allow him to do whatsoever is right for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't limit God. And say, God, as I'm completing school, Father, help me to work in this company. <laughs> To your mind, that is the best company you can work in. 
Meanwhile, God wanted to take you and plant you somewhere that you will become a CEO. And you want to go and work for somebody. <laughs> May the Lord give you what you don't deserve. Don't limit God. Don't go on terms with God. Hey, God, please. You know the way I've served in Rehoboth all these years. God, it's time for you to do for me according to my service. All the days that I, I, I skipped class and did this for you. God, it's time for you to reward me. I want this. I want that. I want that. And God is sitting somewhere and say, oh, my daughter. Oh, my daughter. Oh, my son. You don't know. You don't know. Ah, don't be like the first group, okay? Allow God to do that which is right to him for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord do for you according to his desire. May you obtain that which you don't deserve. May grace minister unfair advantage to you in the name of Jesus. Yes, I know you are intelligent. You have gotten, I mean, so many huge scores. And sometimes you think that, oh, because of my intelligence, I'll get this and that and that. Stop thinking that way. Let grace take his place and do for you according to what you don't deserve. Can I hear an amen? amen. Oh, can I hear an amen? amen. Wow. Wow. There's so much to talk about. There is grace to help us in weakness, in trouble. You see, when you are in trouble and you pray for help, what God understands as help is grace. So he releases grace unto you to help in your time of need. There is grace to operate in spiritual gifts. There, we can't just go into all that. Hallelujah. But let's go into how we can abound in all grace. How we can abound in all grace. But before that, let me just share one or two scriptures with you. Look at Acts 4.33. The Bible said that, and with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus, the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Whilst they were doing the miracles, what the writer understood as the source for all that is great grace. Great grace. Great grace. Great grace. Somebody say great grace. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 14. The Bible said, and grace and the grace of the Lord was exceeding abundant. Exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. There's great grace. There's exceeding abundant grace. So apart from the different types of grace for different uh, the, the different good ways that we have to do, there are measures of grace also. The Lord wants to give you great grace. 
He wants to give you grace which is exceeding and abundant. Amen. Amen. When you think about God, eh, you just don't know what to do. How can a God be so good to us? How? How can a God be so good to us? How can we abound in all grace? How can we abound in all grace? Kadus kete no sandadi kadabados labadi kede kosi brandos kete masida dados katalianda zebrendese razi bete kaduanda diskete rasandus kete hadu rabasata kaduanda sebe. Second Peter three eighteen the Bible said that but grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, grow in grace. God has made provision for growth in grace. Amen. Amen. God has made provision that we can increase our level and our measure of grace. Hallelujah. And in first, second Peter 1, 2, he said, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through what? The knowledge of God. Through the knowledge of God. There is something that can multiply grace. He says it's the knowledge of God. The more you know God, the more you are acquainted with him, the more you you have an encounter with his word. He says that you will be multiplying grace. You will be growing in grace. You will be increasing in grace. And all grace will be made available unto you. Can I hear an amen? amen. The more you know God. Look at James 4.16. We'll be rounding up very soon. James 4.16. He said, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace to who? To the humble. There is something that attracts grace. It attracts more grace into your life. It's called humility. You see, the mom, grace, grace cannot go coexist with pride. The moment you think you can do it, uh, as for this one, I can prevail in it. Gr- gr- grace will stand aside and let you do it by your strength. But by your strength, you will not prevail. So it's, it's, it's important to always walk in dependency upon God. Amen. Submit to him in everything. You see, sometimes we have done things over so many times that we think that, oh, we'll cry if I don't pray. I can do it. You understand? Maybe, I mean, exams, what your exams are. And in this particular one, oh, you have, you have learned well. This one, you have learned well. Maybe in previous ones, you did, but this one there, you have learned far. So, I mean, you know that wherever the lecturer takes their questions, oh, you handle it, cry. You understand? The moment you begin to have confidence in yourself, grace will stand aside for you. And you will go. They will change just one word. <laughs> and then confusion was set. <laughs> you 
love the apple, but ah, I mean, which, what which one is he referring to? Is this this or that? And just, just confusion was setting. Rely on the grace of the Lord. No matter what, rely on his grace. I mean, you have you may have done things. I mean, you have sung over, so you know that oh, singing there is easy for me. When I just take the mic, ah, the voice will just flow. Nah, no, I don't know. I mean, I'll just <laughs> you see, the day you think you can do it all, that day you come and give us burnt offering. <laughs> May you not give burnt offering. <laughs> Amen. It's important. But you know when let me just read John chapter 1 verse 14 to 17. We are rounding up very soon. The Bible said, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. Let me go to verse 17 for the sake of time. It said, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If I give something to Reverend Doc, I have given, but there's distance. I'm just giving. Okay. But if I come to him, I have come. I've come to his level. I am now with him. You understand? So the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came in a person and he came. He didn't stand somewhere to give. He actually came. Grace and truth came in the person of Jesus. And he came to have fellowship with us. The more you fellowship with him, the more you are being filled with grace and truth. The more you are being filled with grace and truth. So it's important that we embrace him, we love him, we fellowship with him. He fills our everything. The more we are filled with Jesus, the more we are bound in all grace. Amen. It's important to also always have the attitude of thanksgiving. Very, very important. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.15 that for all things are for your sakes, that the abundance of grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Hallelujah. The more we are thankful, it's a sign of humility. You are just admitting that you didn't do it by yourself. You are, you are acknowledging the source of your strength, which is God. And the more you do that, the more he releases grace unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may we be thankful for every situation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Finally, I want you to look at something. From Acts chapter 11, the verse 23. Finally, before we finish this morning. The Bible said, who when he came and had seen the grace of God and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that which that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Hallelujah. He said he 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 saw the grace of God. Grace 
can be seen. When we are walking in grace, it can be seen. We can see that, ah, as for this one, it's just grace. It's just grace. Hallelujah. I pray that you will so be filled with grace that people will see. They'll begin to say that, ah, you are a walking epitome of grace. You are grace walking. Because they will realize that things happening to you, and there's no way you deserve it. There's no way you deserve it. Hallelujah. May grace be seen upon your life in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody, may grace be seen upon your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to just close your eyes at this time. We are just ending now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you begin?